At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. Good money to everybody. I am Mike Palm along with Amal Shaw. A very special edition of Odds On. We've got Coach Rob Mendes in studio with us in the next segment. 2019 SB Award winner, the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance. Quite an honor to have him, and we'll pick his brain on the Monday night matchup and the NFC West in general. Uh, Amal, let's start with yesterday in the NFL. Yeah. Um, favorites, 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 favorites. Really no upsets, and the favorites not only won, they covered. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you start out in Kansas City. That game was over probably about, oh, three minutes into the game, it seemed like. The scoop six, I think it was over. Yeah. Uh, Raiders absolutely get drilled. You know, the one thing I noticed, and I go back many years and seeing this, uh, teams when they're out of contention, generally speaking, will play hard for a quarter and a half, maybe two, and then you see them fall by the wayside. But yesterday, it seems like a lot of teams have mailed it in because you know where their situation, their season is at this point in time. Uh, Late games, Denver also against the the Broncos look like one of the great running. They look like the mid-90s Nebraska team running the ball against the Detroit Lions yesterday. You know that game almost got postponed. There was talk that that game was going to get moved to tonight. Oh, really? And make a doubleheader on Monday Night Football because of the COVID issues with Detroit. It didn't. Might have helped us out with some refunds uh, and getting them out of those legs of parlays. Everybody had the Broncos. We closed that game 13. Well, it's not like the Broncos would have lost had the game gone tonight. Yeah, but at least at least they would have had to rebet it, and you couldn't have put it in with all the other favorites yesterday. Speaking of which, I, you know, it must have killed you guys because Denver's up 14, and Dan Campbell is going for it on, on his own side of the 40 uh, on fourth and two in the third quarter. And, of course, Jared Goff can't get the pass beyond the line of scrimmage, and it just became a runaway at that point. You know, they were only down 14 to 10 at one point. Well, the funny thing, yeah, at halftime, the funny thing is, you look at that Detroit team, their play kind of summarized their entire season. And we see with these poor teams at the bottom of the league, Houston jumps out early against the Seahawks, and then Seattle comes storming back. An easier uh, opportunity for them if you ha- like them in that game. Chargers uh, actually dismantle the Giants, but the Giants actually had a chance late. And then Mike Lennon goes full Mike Lennon, throws the ball behind the receiver, gets tipped and picked. Giants had a chance to have an impossible cover yesterday with three touchdowns in the last three minutes, not to win, but to cover that game. I didn't watch it because I was like, oh, my Chargers play is good, 37-7. How did they all of a sudden, it was 37-21 and they got the ball? Yeah, an onside kick. They recovered an onside kick and then then the interception. All right, let's get to the burning questions that we do on every Monday for the NFL, and then we'll talk about the Monday night matchup. Let's start with that, though. If the Cardinals win tonight, Amal, is the AFC North the only division that we don't already know the champion? 
Pretty much. Um, Dallas wins the NFC East. Yes. The Bucks are winning the NFC South. Right. Packers are winning the NFC North. North. Now you can make the argument. I see the Patriots now with Buffalo's loss and Tampa Bay are in a commanding position. I completely agree. Tennessee's going to win the South, even though Indianapolis is coming on. Yeah. It's just too little, right? too late. And I think the Chiefs are in firm control in the West. I, I would agree with you completely. I, th- I think that's the only thing left to address. Uh, I mean, pretty much we saw these divisions get wrapped up in a couple of spots yesterday. I thought New England all of a sudden grabbed firm control of the AFC East. Remember, they close out with Jacksonville and Miami in the final two games of the year, so they've got a great opportunity. And then when you look at uh, this uh, Buffalo game yesterday, it was a huge mistake for Buffalo on third down and two to throw the ball. I said, mm-hmm. go for the game right here. Because you're relying on getting a stop in a situation later on. They had an opportunity, in my opinion, where they could have just tried to win it. They had uh, Tampa on its heels. I thought, use that as two downs. Go get a touchdown win the game here. Let's talk about the AFC North then. Lamar Jackson goes out. The Ravens rally, but it comes up short. Right now, the current odds in the North. Ravens plus 165. The Browns are plus 175. Bengals plus 275. Steelers 12 to 1. Bengals led a game where they rallied with 14 points in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter to tie, slip away in overtime. They had the first possession. They couldn't convert the touchdown. Niners get the ball after the field goal, go down and score. That would have been a golden opportunity for the Bengals. I think you'd see three teams with all about equal odds had the Bengals won yesterday. Yeah, Nick Bosa made the play of the day. Gets that sack on third down against uh, Joe Burrow. If he doesn't get that sack, I believe the Bengals probably score a touchdown and win that football game. You know, the one thing, though, I would point out with San Francisco, they played extremely well. They have really been on fire after that four-game losing streak. But to me, they've got to be more consistent offensively. You know, they had two drives in the game, but then they were aided by two muffs on uh, special teams mm-hmm. by the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I, you and I talk about this all the time because Ryan Day does this at Ohio State. I'm a big advocate. Don't send anybody back for a punt return. These punt returns kill you. Last night was the punt, first punt return for a touchdown in the NFL this season from the Bears, and that was a 97-yard punt return. The better question is, why are you picking the ball up at the three-yard line? More importantly, though, these are game-changing plays. The Bengals end up giving away 10 points because the 49ers started drives deep in Cincinnati territory. If those plays probably don't occur, okay, you lose 10, 15 yards on the punt in terms of where the position is. I'd rather do that than give the team the ball right there. Uh, I'm going to lead into the next question then. In each conference, Amal, which team is the most dangerous among the non-division winners when it comes playoff time? So we, we pretty much know the division winners. Let's leave the AFC North out of it for right now. Which wild card team or right out of a wild card right now will be most dangerous to make a deep playoff run in each conference? Well, look, I think when you look in terms of the uh, AFC, I still think Indianapolis is going to be tough because they can run the football. Jonathan Taylor's been amazing this season. I think that's one team in the AFC. And then in the NFC, I think uh, it's San Francisco. Despite the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo at times can be highly inconsistent, but having Debo Samuel and George Kittleback makes a huge difference in terms of what he's able to do and what this offense is able to do. You know, Kyle Shanahan talks about Debo Samuel as probably their most natural runner, and it makes a difference in terms of how they run the football. The running game was a bit non-existent yesterday, but tell you what, this George Kittle, I don't understand. Don't worry about the rest of these guys. Let them beat you. Just cover Kittle. This is the only guy that's going to beat you on third down, and Cincinnati allows that to happen uh, multiple times yesterday. I agree with you on Indianapolis. I think that's the clear choice in the AFC. It's between them and the Chargers, but we haven't seen the Chargers be consistent on the defensive side of the ball. I would ask you this question from a wild card. Are the 49ers more dangerous than the Rams right now? Uh, You know, I kind of forgot about the Rams. I still think the Rams, I'm taking Matthew Stafford every day of the week and twice on Sundays over Jimmy Garoppolo. And, uh, you know, listen, I always point back to two things in the Super Bowl that showed you why the 49ers don't have a ring because Jimmy can't hit Emmanuel Sanders. He had a a touchdown. He beats two defenders. And then also the indictment by Kyle Shanahan of not trying to move the ball at the end of the first half when you've got two timeouts in your pocket. Can you imagine what would happen to a coach in Green Bay if you did that with Aaron Rodgers under center? Uh, Question number three. Will your boy Urban Meyer finish the season in Jacksonville, and should he? I don't know, and I don't care. You know, the bottom line is – the Jaguars are irrelevant. Nobody cares about them. You know what the Jaguars are good for? They are good for betting against. They're a great team to bet against. There's no hope in that team. I don't know what Duval is looking forward to, another Gators 8-4 and four season next year. I have no idea. I, I don't know either. Will this damage Urban to the point, his time in Jacksonville, that he will not get hired again? Yes, I think it's a really good point you bring up there. I think already there came with some baggage. 
Because if you figure the success he had at Ohio State, I think it was 83-9. and nine. And, and don't quote me on that. But That's correct. I, I don't know about the win side, but he had lost 10 games with the Jaguars, which is more than he lost in his entire tenure at Ohio State, nine. Wow. And, and if you think about it, you know, I thought Paul Feinbaum made a great point. He goes, this guy should have won more national titles than he did. You know, Urban's great as an underdog. He's not a great front runner. You look at 2007 Florida. They returned everybody from a national championship team in 2006. They lose uh, that year, I think they lost three games. Or, I'm sorry, the 2019, whatever it was, I'm confusing it, but they had a ton of talent back. 2015, Ohio State gets voted AP number one, first time ever where somebody got all 62 first-place votes, and they lose to Michigan State in that game, 17-14, with the number of players that were pro on that team. I was going through that roster one day. You have like six guys in the NFL that have already gotten $90 million contracts from that team. That was a weird game where he wouldn't hand the ball to Zeke. Well, running. he was preserving Zeke so Dallas could run him right He's into the line. Running running the quarterback into the line in the rainstorm yeah. against Michigan State in Columbus. Um, I think that's the rain in Columbus affected the national championship twice. In that game, mm-hmm. that year, and then with Chuck Long in Iowa that year. I still believe mm-hmm. Iowa wins that football game yeah. in 85. I do too as well. All right, number four. Did the Cowboys' extreme confidence, Mike McCarthy saying we will win the game, Dak talking about how well they would play, Play a role in their victory at FedEx yesterday. They absolutely dominated the football team, at least through three quarters. They didn't give them a lot of credit for that. But you know what? This is where you see some of the issues with teams like Washington with Taylor Heineke under center. He is what he is. You know that he's he's a guy that can give you a good three to five, six-game stretch, but he's not a quarterback capable of leading you over 17 weeks, and that's why this team's going to need to address the quarterback situation because they've got an elite front line. They've got a defense that probably doesn't play as well as they could or should based on where their draft picks are. Uh, but I, I still think when you look at this team, lots of question marks. And the fact that you don't have Terry McLaurin in the lineup, that has a huge impact as well. Yeah. Um, let's talk about tonight's game in the desert in Glendale, a rematch of the game in which Cardinals were significant underdog against the Rams in SoFi, and they took care of business dominating that game. A chance really to close out the NFC West tonight. This number sits at two and a half. You can find two in some spots here. With a total of 51, we're both on the Cardinals here. Any opinion on the total of 51, Amal? No, no opinion on this one. You know, this is more of a kind of a hedge, not kind of, this is a hedge play for me. Mm-hmm. Mike, I have the money line in this game, um, but I, I think Arizona's probably going to win this game. The one thing that surprises me, though, think about this. Arizona and the record that they have currently in terms of what they've been able to do at 10-2, and two, how are they only a two-point home favorite? In what world should a 10-2 team against an opponent who's 8-4 and four at home on a Monday night game be only a two-point favorite and not a full field goal here? Well, I think you have to look at the first game, how much the Rams were favored by uh, in that respect, and the preseason prospects on this. You also look at the revenge factor here. I think that goes sure. into the line. The Rams were embarrassed at home yep. against the Cardinals the first time out. You know, they were really rolling. They had just beaten the Buccaneers, right? And we said, yep. ooh, the Rams, Matthew Stafford. The trade was such a big deal. Let's take a look at the quarterback props tonight, Amal. Over under passing yards. Matt Stafford, 280 and a half. Kyler Murray, 263 and a half. Um, you know, I, I, it depends. If you think the Rams are going to win the game, then I think uh, Kyler Murray's going to probably go over, usually because teams are trailing, depending on how much you're trailing by, is all a factor in that. Yeah. I, no, no play one way or the other. All right. How about this one in terms of um, interceptions, which Matt Stafford has been prone to? Yes, no on an interception. Yes for Matt Stafford, minus 125. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say no on this one. Minus I don't, 105. Yeah, I think it would be a no. But it's not, not an overwhelming play. And the other thing that Burgess finds is the Hail Mary. College football season starts this Friday, and VSIN has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a key, few key high-value props, the VSIN College Bowl Betting Guide can give you an edge. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Up next, we have Coach Rob Mendez. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, and a mall's personal favorite, citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm with Amal Shaw, and it is our pleasure to have join us at the desk for the very first time, Coach Rob Mendez, 2019 Jimmy V Award for Perseverance winner at the ESPYs. Welcome in, Rob. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You grew up in Northern California, huge 49ers fan. I want to start there. Big time. You think the Niners can make a Super Bowl run again this year? Um, I think they're finding the right uh, streak right now. Um, as long as Jimmy stays healthy, because I don't know if Trey can really handle the load going forward. So, truthfully, yeah, Jimmy has been inconsistent this year, but uh, I think that he is going to be the finishing piece uh, to the whole offense. And with Debo and, and Kittle tearing it up right now, um, we're ca- we're catching our hot streak, just like the Giants did in 2010 at the end of the year when they won the World Series. So. Uh, for people that are unaware, Coach Rob, take a look at his story on YouTube. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal story. Uh, but the question I have for you is, you got into football, you coach, for people that are unaware of that. How did you get into football? Where did your affinity for the sport come from? Well, my passion was always in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I was growing up watching baseball with my grandpa and football with my dad. And uh, we were actually big hockey fans, too. We had season tickets to Sharks, so I was always around sports. And then middle school came around, and I started announcing for the middle school basketball team. And then one thing led to the next. Come high school, um, I was doing it for the football team, and I realized when I was in the announcer booth, I'm a competitor, and I wanted to you know, get on the sidelines and, and call the offense, and I was really good at anticipating what was going to happen next. So um, I was on the football team as a team manager, getting to know the game, and my freshman year in college, they asked me to call the freshman um, offense, and I've been doing it for 16 years now. That's unbelievable. People that are unaware, they might be listening in. Coach Rob has got a San Jose Sharks hat on. Mm-hmm. He was very successful yesterday. I understand he faded to Vander Kane's place. Oh, hey, 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 that's my buddy right there. But I, oh, jeez. Coach Rob, a big... Big matchup tonight in the NFC West, the Monday night football. The Arizona Cardinals trying to go 2-0 and on the season against the Rams and really deal them the knockout blow. They're laying 2.5. You can find two in spots right now. Do you have a play on tonight's game, Coach? I do. You know what? I'm going to agree with you guys. I think I'm going to take that money line on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I don't see them losing tonight because this is a, a primetime game at home, and um, it's crucial. They need to clinch that number one seed, the conference. Uh, I think the number one seed only gets a bye now, right? Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of the first top two. Um, so that's huge. I think they're going to be hungry. And with Kyler Murray playing at the top notch healthy, 
um, they're great. And even they can win without Hopkins and Murray, too. So they're a great team. Yeah, I thought you brought up an excellent point there. This team has been able to do it twice out of three games with yeah. Colt McCoy, which is an absolute shocker to me when you think about it. Uh, if you were to look at the NFC big picture right now, we, uh, Mike asked you about the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Who would you choose as a favorite? Obviously, the Cardinals, the Rams are contenders. Of course, and if Green Bay and their performance last night, but Tampa Bay still lurking out there. Is there any one team you prefer or you think it's really going to yeah. come down to who can make the fewest mistakes? I think on paper, Tampa Bay looks the best. But truthfully, fate you know happens, and I don't see you know teams repeating it. It doesn't happen often. Um, I love Tom Brady. He's one of my biggest inspirations, but I don't really see them going to the Super Bowl this year. Um, Rams could try to figure out their their pieces because they got a lot of weapons, but just like any other locker room, you got to find camaraderie and, and uh, uh, what do you call it, connection. Um, but I do want to say also, don't count out uh, the Cardinals because the Cardinals are the top seed. And I would say that if I were to put money on it right now, um, I'm going to take the Cardinals because they've been underrated all year long and they're finally getting belief in them. And um, I've been on board with them since the beginning of the year, even as a Niner fan. So I really do like uh, Arizona going all the way this year. Coach, when we look at the AFC playoff picture, you talked about the 49er or the Buccaneers and repeating how hard that is to do. Chiefs are now putting it together more on the defensive side of the football. About this guy. Chance <laughs> to go to three straight Super Bowls, extremely difficult. We saw the Bills go to to four straight during the Jim Kelly era. Assess, in your mind, what's wrong with the offense of the Chiefs right now, and how far do you think they go this year? Um, just like, you know, everyone else is human. Uh, Mahomes, you know, kind of went through a rut earlier, and he got hurt. He was hurt also in, early in the year. Um, but I think they found a well-balanced offense again, and uh, with Travis Kelsey tearing it up this year again, um, I think they're going to get right back to where they were last year. They're going to be top by at least. I would expect them to make the AFC championship this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the way they're playing right now. They're going to really be tough. Yeah. You know, Mike asked me a question before you came on. Which team I thought that's in the wild card hunt has a real chance to be a challenger? I said the Colts because the running game. But yeah. the one team that I may have neglected, <clears throat> even though they lost yesterday, I thought the Buffalo Bills were still extremely dangerous. I thought Josh Allen showed a lot of moxie in terms of him putting his body on the line out there yesterday. I was really impressed with him in a loss more so than in a victory. No, I completely agree because um, I think he led the team in rushing attempts. That's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Roman. I think that's the OC. Uh, he was called the Niners offense when Kaepernick was there. He was great with Baltimore. Um, and now he's doing great with Josh Allen. But I don't understand how you can give your quarterback more rushing attempts than actually uh, the running back himself. And, yeah, he scrambles a lot too. But I'm just saying that you got to run the ball. And once they start calling the plays right, um, you're totally right. they got the weapons to, to complete it. Coach, you, you coached in Northern California at Prospect, and then you made the decision to go south, now in the San Diego area. What made you make that decision to leave home and take a chance going to Southern California? Well, I, you know, I was speaking in 2019 in downtown San Diego. I looked over the bay, and I, I just told myself this is where I want to be. So, I mean, San Diego is a beautiful city. Um, not only is the weather nice there, the vibe, the energy, and also the accessibility uh, cruising through downtown, you know, I can go to the water, I can go to the grocery store. It, it brings independence to my lifestyle, so it really fit well. And um, I've always wanted to jump out of my comfort zone because I talk a lot about that when I'm doing motivational speaking. And I just took my own advice and took a chance, and here I am now in San Diego. An idol of mine, right? I, I, I love the yeah. motivational area. That's something I'm passionate about. You absolutely mm-hmm. determine that. A man who truly, whose attitude determines your altitude, and you've proven it time and time again. But you're a classy guy because when Mike would ask me a question that dumb, I would have said, it's San Diego. Is there anything you said? <laughs> I, mean, I come on. That was my first thought, but then I started to elaborate <laughs> on it. <laughs> your current position, um, you're at Francis Parker School? Correct. As the OC? Yes. For the varsity team? Yes. Previously, you held a position as the head coach of the JV team. Ultimately, what's your goal in coaching football? Where do you want to end up? high school head football coach and beyond? Um, you know, I've been asked this many, many times, and I would say that wherever God leads me is going to be um, where it's going to be great for me. And I love people, so, you know, whether if it's high school, college, or NFL, of course I would love to make it to the NFL. Um, but I just take it day by day, year by year, and just kind of appreciate what's given to me. So if I get there, damn, that would be amazing. But at the end of the day, it's about inspiring and motivating other people through football, for me at least, and uh, – um, I'm doing that at the high school level right now, so I'm hoping to climb the ladders and get a head coaching job, hopefully in the near future at the varsity level, and um, go to the college level too. You continue to inspire all the time, and I love your attitude. It's really a game changer, and I would assume that the players 
once they get the opportunity to meet you, there are no days off for them, right? Like, I mean, you come in, their practice is going to be hard. But... I love that Belichick chant. No <laughs> days <laughs> off. Well, I mean, you know, you sit there, you have a coach you know who's overcome a ton. You don't have time to make excuses. There's no room for it. Yeah, I, I tend to stay away from talking about it because I think just the whole element of me, my presence, it kind of brings a whole new appreciation to what uh, we really need to appreciate, such as, um, you know, the little things. I'm so grateful just to be able to cruise this wheelchair and give me independence. So I think that God has blessed me to put me in a position in um, a limelight to show others that, you know, life is going to be okay if we appreciate what we have and, and what we focus on what we can do instead of what we, what we cannot. So um, here I am coaching high school football. First, I thought I'd be a broadcaster. And like I said, I got that competitive fire in me, and, and um, I just def definitely want to coach football. Yeah. We know you bet football. Are you still following hockey closely and betting hockey on a nightly basis? I got to be honest. I kind of um, faded away from the whole league at, once I moved to San Diego. It's not a big hockey town down there. They do have the goals, which is, a, I think, the minor league team connected the Ducks. Um, but, no, I haven't been really tracking the whole NHL, so I can't really BS you right now and talk numbers about the NHL. But I do know my Sharks are doing okay right now, playing above 500. And, um, you know, as long as Hurdle and, and the, the top guys stay healthy, I think the Sharks are a lot, are very underrated this year. You're from the Bay Area. Do you follow the Warriors? I do, yeah. I'm a big um, Clay Thompson fan. Clay Thompson, one of my favorite players. Obviously, Steph is, you know, just electrifying to see. Um, and I'm excited to see Wiseman, see how he pans out at that center position when he comes back. So I am very happy for them. And Steve Kerr is an amazing uh, coach. And I think that the whole system in itself is, um, is a great system that we can all take from. How many times have you been to Petco to see your Giants play? <laughs> it was a fun baseball season being a Giants fan in San Diego, but um, I try to bring it all full circle with the fans and say, you know, get the BLA chant going. So they love they love me for that. But uh, I went to a few games this year. I live, you know, not too far away from Petco. Me and my girlfriend would cruise. She'd be on a scooter. I'd cruise my wheelchair there. It's an amazing, beautiful uh, stadium. And uh, so, yeah, I was there for a couple of games. Coach Rob, you just won the uh, Cali Strong Human Being of the Year Award. Yes, Cali Strong. That. And Coach has a new book out, Who Says I Can't? The Astonishing Story of a Fearless Life. Coach Rob, thank you for your time with oh, us. Thank today. you, guys. This was great. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. By the way, they can never complain anything Giants fans. They had that three, that three World Series in five years. What a strike. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be back. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for Play Debit MasterCard and get paid faster than paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issues by MetaBank NA, member FDIC. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. We're going to start doing some bowl previews now as we lead up to these 44 bowl games. Not only do we have the betting guide available at Beeson, but we also have Amal Shaw. Did you do any writing for the betting guide? Uh, no. The compensation well, level wasn't sufficient enough, so I said, you know, I'm going to sit this bowl game out. Well, yeah, you know, much like Zen, this will be a fresh look then at some of the, <laughs> at some of the bowl games. Let's start out with Friday. Yep. Bowl games start in Mass on Friday. I'll be in Iowa uh, with Derek, uh, you're not gonna be here. Council, I'm taking one day off. You're taking three days off next week. So don't 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 start yipping at me about that. But no, I'm just curious who my co-host is going to be. It's Dave Ross. If you looked at the schedule, <laughs> of course you already know I didn't. So why are you making a rhetorical coming, statement? Com coming up aces again. You luck out. <laughs> I might get Wally pipped. All right, let's start out <laughs> yeah, with that's the for sure. The Bahamas Bowl Friday morning, at least Friday morning here in the afternoon in the Bahamas uh, at Nassau. But 9 a.m. kick here uh, on the West Coast. Middle Tennessee against Toledo. Middle Tennessee finished fourth in the Eastern Division of Conference USA. Their best win this year, Amal, 34-28 over Marshall on October 2nd. Toledo comes in at 7-5. and five. They were third in the MAC West. People forget on 9-11, uh, outside, uh, outside of Cincinnati, they gave Notre Dame their best game of the year. Remember, they only lost by three at South Bend on that day. Toledo, a big favorite in this game. I'm all 10 with a total of 51 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to lead into towards the Rockets here. I like this team. You know, they're a little bit more complete team. Let's start with Middle Tennessee's perspective, first of all. They're on their fourth quarterback of the season. Nicholas Fadiato took over during the game against Southern Miss. Remember, Bailey Hockman, the NC State transfer, was the guy. And then he went a full Charlie Brewer and realized he couldn't play. So now when you look at this team with a young freshman quarterback in there, they've been okay. They play in a weaker league. But the more complete football team being Toledo, I think that's going to be the difference in this game, Mike. And this Rockets team in a league where they can move the football, 
They've been a really good. You know, when you look at Daquan Finn in terms of what he can do, it elevates this offense. They're going to be able to throw the football. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're a lot more balanced. I think that's going to be a real challenge for Middle Tennessee here. I also believe this line will creep up to probably 11 sometime around kickoff. You mentioned it with Toledo. This is a program and a team that has played in many big games compared to Middle Tennessee. Uh, remember, this is a team that went down to Miami a couple of years ago, gave them a real heartache. And then, of course, you've got a team you mentioned against Notre Dame, a game that, you know, they didn't end up winning, but they were right there. You have to take your hats off to them. They'll basically one of those attitudes that we'll play anyone, anytime, anywhere. People forget about this game because they didn't see it. Remember, this was the game that was on Peacock. Yeah. And so all we were getting was updates of how Toledo was getting close to upsetting Notre Dame at that point. But I think that's some sort, some ways out of people's minds. How about this total? I lean over here, Mo. Yeah, I tend to agree with you here as well. In these games, you'll see a lot of trick plays and other things. And I think when you look at the athletes that Toledo has uh, going up against Middle Tennessee, they have a huge advantage here. I think the Blue Raiders, who have continuously struggled, barely get in at 6-6, six and six, not an overwhelming team from a defensive standpoint. I think the Rockets should be able to move the ball. Mike, the one thing I would look at in this game, if you can find it under 31, if it's at 31, it's fine. If you can find a Toledo team total over 31. If it's 31 and a half, I wouldn't play just mm-hmm. in case you wind up on 31. But I think this team should be able to get over that number here. I like this Rockets team. Much more balanced. And again, I, I'm, I'm thinking in this game that Toledo should be able to be very effective in terms of whether it's on the ground or even in the air because of the inconsistency with Middle Tennessee's defense. All right, Amal, there's a second bowl game on Friday. That'll go at 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 p.m. in Orlando. Exploria Stadium, the host of the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl between Northern Illinois Illinois and Coastal Carolina here, Amal. We last saw Northern Illinois pulling the upset in victory over Kent State in the MAC championship game in Detroit on December 4th, 41-23. I love the way in that game they controlled the tempo with their running game and slowed down that Kent State offense. Against a very good Coastal Carolina team, you know, they lost to App State. You could probably argue they were the second-best team uh, in the Sun Belt um, behind Louisiana who ran the— Okay, I was going to say, don't tell me App State. No, I, I, I mean, they lost to App State, but I don't know if Coastal Carolina wasn't the better te- isn't the better team overall. Um. Remember that they were ranked 14th going into that matchup with that state that they lost uh, in, in October 30 to 27. Northern Illinois nine and four overall. Coastal Carolina 10 and two. Coastal Carolina another 10 point favorite now up to 10 and a half with a total of 63 and a half a mole. Yeah, a little bit of a high number here for me when I look at this matchup. Grayson McCall has been outstanding for this team. They have been really bounced. The one thing that jumps out to me, and this is what tells you about the Chanticleers, that all you need to know: number one team in the nation on third down conversions. I mean, this is unbelievable at around 53%. That tells you not only are they effective on third down, but more importantly, they're getting themselves in the position where you have third and short, you know, anything less than four yards. And I think that's been the big difference when you look at this team. But NIU, Mike, I think this is the team that's been underrated, underappreciated, and disrespected all year long. Rocky Lombardi, the Michigan State transfer, has done a tremendous job with this team. You look at them, they can run the ball effectively with Ratkovich. He does a great job. He's a power runner. And then on the perimeter, they've got a good receiving core. I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, Mike, if, if I said I'm playing the game right now, I'm hoping this game gets to 11, but I like NIU plus the points here. I think the, Rocky Lombardi's ability to move when the play breaks down is going to be a challenge. The other thing I would look at is I like this game over the total. I think both teams are going to be able to flourish offensively. Um, I do believe that Coastal Carolina should be able to get more stops than NIU defensively, but neither team should really feel like, hey, we're going up against an elite defense. We're going to be slowed down. I don't agree with you on the total. Not that I'm taking the under, just that I can't pull the trigger on the on the over. But I'm with you on the dog here. I think this is way too many points. I made this line eight myself, uh, and now we're north of ten here, ten and a half. As you said, it might get to eleven. I'm taking the points. You you, you really like the under here in a bowl game with these? I two. said I didn't say I like the under. I said I can't pull the trigger on the over because there's a lot of running in these games, and if the defense. Has any modicum of it's all about possessions, right? I'm all you went under 34 and a half in an Army Navy game based on the fact that both teams were either going to get six or seven possessions. It's all about it's all about pace. What are you going to do next? Compare Kansas basketball to Chicago State. Chicago State, meanwhile, I think they're getting like a 22 to three run against them here. They were up by nine. They were against Northern Illinois. Yeah, they were right up, now. Now they're down like six or eight. They're going like right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, that's if they're keeping track of all the points. Uh, <laughs> Saturday morning, 8 o'clock Pacific time, an early kickoff to start. The, I think there's six bowl games on Saturday, and we'll get to some more tomorrow. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl in Boca Raton uh, at FAU Stadium features Western Kentucky, who won the Conference USA East 
against Appalachian State. Western Kentucky, 8-5 and five overall. Um, we remember them losing the rematch to Texas-San Antonio. High-scoring affairs both times. Both of them played in San Antonio in the Conference USA Championship game. They have played a pretty difficult out-of-conference schedule, at least against larger schools. Lost to Army, lost to Indiana, lost to Michigan State. App State, 10-3. and three. They lost 25-23 uh, <clears throat> at Miami. Remember in that game where we took the 9 to the 9.5 points there? Uh, their two losses, other than Miami, twice to Louisiana, including the Sun Belt Championship game. App State's a field goal favorite here, Amal. A total dropping from 68 down to 67. Yeah, I think the wrong team's favorite here. I like Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. Bailey Zappi has been unbelievable. Think about this, Mike. He has 1,096 yards more than the second highest passer this year in terms of yardage in Brennan Armstrong of Virginia. He's been incredible what he's been able to do through the air. The other thing for me is App State, Chase Bryce, the quarterback there, is a little bit inconsistent in terms of the passing game. They like to run the football, and I don't believe this is the same team that beat East Carolina and that took Miami down to the wire earlier in the season. I think they've regressed a little bit. We saw Will Livis and uh, this uh, um, Louisiana team move the ball against them effectively, even in the rematch. And I think the same thing happens here. I think Bailey Zappi and company are going to be able to move the ball through the air. The Hilltoppers are a little more tested, and I feel like they're from a bit of a tougher conference. I like them here catching three, but I'm going to go with the money line in this one. Probably come back to bite me, but I like the fact that they're a dog here. So I'm going to take the plus price on them. How good is Louisiana defense? They made App State look very pedestrian both times they played. Well, the first game around, there were a ton of turnovers by yep. Appalachian State. That was the problem. But the second game, they were better prepared. They slowed them down enough. And the one thing is when you have teams that are run heavy, or at least they're going to focus in on the run, if you can put them behind the sticks, it puts them in a situation where they're in an uncomfortable spot. And then once you become predictable, it's a lot easier to stop. I think the way WKU goes, and I know people will point to the fact against UTSA, and Sincere McCormick, what he was able to do on the ground against him. But he's an elite running back. I just don't think App State's going to be able to run the ball quite as effectively here. And one other thing, though, I don't know if App State's going to get off the field quite as much. Aaron Boca, um, this is a game that's going at a, a 11 a.m. Eastern time. So the sun showers you get in South Florida usually come in the afternoon between 2 and 4. I think they're going to be able to throw the ball all over the yard here. This should be a comfortable day for this offense. I like them to put up some points in this game. I'm not going to touch the total, but I like Western Kentucky. Looking through the bowl slate, I just want to get your quick take on a game. Iowa State plays Clemson in the mm-hmm. Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah. Iowa State is favored. Well, remember, you got a few factors going on with Clemson. I know the athletic director leaving doesn't affect the coaching staff and the players at Clemson. He goes down to the University of Miami. we got Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator, going to Virginia. I think it's going to be an upgrade for the Clemson offense. I mean, you look at this team. Uh, DJ struggled with Tony Elliott under center. His best game was at Notre Dame a year ago when Elliott didn't call the plays in that game because he was out due to health issues. And then you lose Venables. To me, Brent Venables losing is Davos Sweeney's biggest downfall. I, I think Davos done a great job there, but I think Venables has been the catalyst that has flown under the radar in terms of what this Clemson program has been able to do over the last decade. It has been Venables, in my opinion. Let's see if he can translate that now in the Big 12 and then eventually in the SEC for Oklahoma. Um, I'm not surprised at all that Iowa State is the favorite here, and I think Iowa State will take this game seriously. However, Mike, I don't know what the total is. I'm taking the game under yeah. because they are not going. Brees Hall is not going to be able to move the ball quite as effectively. Can't wait to see Kohler and company in this matchup uh, and how it goes. When we come back, the playbook and a look at the NBA slate. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. In addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same game parlay props for college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the season. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, call 1 800 Gambler, Indiana 1 800 9 with it, Colorado 1 800 522 Michigan 1 800 270 7117, Virginia 1 888 in Iowa, call 1 800 Bets Off. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House, void where prohibited. Welcome back into Odds On, Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Good weekend for you, Amal. You went 3 and 1. Yeah, and the only loss was the Bengals there. I thought they should have gotten that one late against the, uh, the football team, excuse me, against San Francisco football team there. You know, I thought uh, Zach Taylor made a couple of mistakes in this game. Twice, he had fourth and short, and he chose to punt and to kick a field goal. And I thought he could have gone for it and put his teams in an advantageous position. I guess he's only going to go for it with a 14-point lead in his own 29-yard line. Well, he could have put the Vikings away in yeah. the third quarter. Yeah, absolutely. With that play. Good call on the Army-Navy game, and then the, the Ravens uh, covered the teaser uh, with the Titans, who I think was in everybody's teasers this weekend. Uh, we won with the soccer game. Um, not good with the football. I ended up, you know, that game went to six, six and a half the day it closed. Which, which Dallas? Oh, Dallas. I didn't realize it went. That we high. got to six and a half, and then we took some buyback and went back down to six. I ended up not playing this on the, uh, the on the uh, on the point spread. I ended up playing the football team on the money line, which lost, and then I teased them, which got there with Tennessee. But uh, still a loser on the game for me there. We're both on Kansas City. Is this one of your official or on Arizona tonight? Is this one of your official plays or it's just a hedge? So it's it's not just in... a hedge. And okay. So that's why I didn't put it in the in the plays today. Yeah, me, I laid two and a half with them earlier in the week. So it's my only official play. I was going to play the Blackhawks tonight. Game got postponed. And in a rare NHL day with only one game, now there's no games tonight. Knights, uh, briefly mentioned this. Knights with a big comeback victory over Dallas a couple nights ago. They lose to Philadelphia. Philadelphia Flyers break their 10-game losing streak. Um, to the Knights on Friday night. But the Knights come back in a terrific game last night and beat the Wild 6-4. to four. Yeah, the only game that went over the total yesterday in the NHL. Mm-hmm. A lot of other ones you had some good opportunities. Good matchup between the Avalanche and the uh, Florida Panthers. We saw that one yesterday. So uh, still some good games to be com- uh, coming up this week. But the season's getting far more interesting now as we get later and later in. Knights now go on a six-game road trip after going 3-1 and one in this homestand. All right, Amal, let's get to the NBA then tonight as there's uh, no top 25 games in college basketball and you didn't have any plays. I want to start out with the the, uh, the premier matchup of the night. The Phoenix Suns are in L.A. taking on the Clippers. The Suns are a three-point favorite of all, minus 155 on the money line, and with a total of 211.5. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one here. A couple of factors from an injury standpoint. Let's start with the Clippers. Uh, Game-time decision on Paul George here with an elbow issue, so something to pay attention to. On the flip side, Trevor Booker remains continues to be out. Excuse me, Devin Booker continues to be out for the Phoenix Suns with the hamstring issue, but... DeAndre Aiden is going to be a game-time decision due to an illness here. Line sitting at three and a half. Uh, I'm not going to touch this game here, Mike, but I, I would lean towards the Suns. This is not my kind of play, taking a road favorite here, uh, but I think Phoenix just is so good. But here's my problem with the Suns. I think they're a regular season team. 21-4, and four, terrific team. If you've got given me a matchup with Clay, Steph, and company in the postseason, I'm taking the Warriors every day of the week against Phoenix. How about against the Denver? 
Good question. The problem is Denver's got too many injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the Jamal Murray factor, uh, Porter being out for the season, that's a big blow for this team. If they're fully healthy, I think Denver is very much capable of beating anybody. And the Joker right now is actually playing better than he was last year, which is scary to think. It's almost like the Lamar Jackson factor the first time when he won the Heisman. Should have actually won it the second year. He had a better year statistically than each season he won the Heisman. And the Joker, same thing in terms of what he's been able to do carrying this team without your second and third best players is really a credit to how good he is. All right, another uh, premier matchup tonight. This one in the East sees the Milwaukee Bucks in Boston taking on the Celtics. Bucks, a one-point road favorite here in Mall with a total of 221. Yeah, by the way, you and I are going to have to work on the word uh, premier definition after this one because I thought when you said premier matchup in the East, it was going to be Cleveland and the Miami Heat tonight. But that's okay. We'll talk about the game you want to discuss. This Celtics team going nowhere fast right now, already under 500. Uh, losers of three in a row here, Mike. Milwaukee is just quietly putting things together. Remember Giannis was, uh, made the statement, are we tanking to get a better draft position? Obviously, everybody knew he was joking, but this team is really starting to come on, playing extremely well. I think you got to fear the deer tonight. I would look at Milwaukee here in this matchup. I, I like them despite the fact they've got a back-to-back. But short travel from MSG up to Boston. Uh, I, I don't like the C's team that much. I like Milwaukee in this one. Are the Celtics still a playoff team? You know, they can be. they got to be a little bit healthier at times, but they've got to be more consistent as well. If they are, they're on the fringe. They're, you know, they're a seven-seed, a seven an eight-seed type of team. Well, let's take talk about a playoff team for sure, the 76ers. They're in Memphis tonight taking on the Grizzlies, laying three-and-a-half on the road with a total of 210. Yeah, the one thing when you look at it from a Memphis perspective is the injuries right now. Obviously, we know John Morant's out, but Steven Adams is going to be a game-time decision with the ankle. You need to have him healthy in a situation when you're going up against Joel Embiid. Uh, Jaron Jackson, also a game-time decision. You know, quietly has done well for himself in Memphis. Kid out of Michigan State, I think number four overall pick. But when you look at this matchup, Mike, I don't like laying a big number like this on the road at FedEx Forum here. No play in this game. Uh, Memphis is one of those teams. Remember, you always talk about Charlotte and me, a home team only type of bet. Mm-hmm. Memphis is another one of those teams. I never take them on the road. If I'm going to take them, it's at FedEx Forum, but not going to play them here tonight. Uh, speaking of the Hornets, they're on the road, so maybe not a spot for you. In Dallas, taking on the Mavericks. Mavericks, a very short home favorite, two and a half, two fifteen and a half. Yeah, remember, uh, two key, key superstars out in this one. You got LaMelo Ball out for uh, the Charlotte uh, Hornets, and then, of course, Luka Doncic out for the Mavericks. Mavericks dominated against Oklahoma City yesterday. So, again, short trip in this one. They'll be at home tonight. I lean towards the Mavericks in this game, Mike Lane, two and a half at home. I like them in this particular spot here. Despite no Luka, I think they'll be able to get it done. You know, I, I love the fact that Jason Kidd called out the superstar Luka Doncic saying he complains too much about fouls. When Luka comes back, he's got to realize, hey, just play ball. You'll get more calls instead of complaining every time you miss a shot. Uh, the Washington Wizards are in Denver tonight taking on the Nuggets. The Wizards come into this game 15-12. and 12, The Nuggets 13-13 and 13 on the year. Nuggets a four-point home favorite. Total them all 216 and a half. Yeah, again, I'm looking at the dog here in this one. When you simply look at the uh, the roster for the Nuggets right now, you know, Aaron Gordon's going to be a game-time decision in this one. We know the Joker's a tremendous difference maker. Will Barton also dealing with an illness. Uh, Austin Rivers out due to COVID-19. But how about the surprise of the NBA season for me so far? The Washington Wizards at 15-12. and 12. I would have never thought this team would be that good uh, in terms of where they're at. You know, you'd figure this team's basically getting ready to be making another draft pick. So I'm going to take a look at taking uh, the Wizards at plus four. I will tell you a lot of times, Mike, what I do with the NBA. may not bet a game before it starts unless I really like it. Like yesterday, you can get the Spurs against the New Orleans Pelicans at two at home. Joke of a line. Should have been four or five, in my opinion. You just wait on the end game. Because the NBA is such a game of runs, you will have an opportunity almost to set up a middle every day, somewhere between four to six, seven points almost on every game. Now, every game is not going to play out that way, but we saw Brooklyn yesterday, late third quarter, trailing against Detroit. And then Durant does what Durant does and scores 51 without Harden in the lineup. So some great opportunities if you go in-game on the NBA. You mentioned the Wizards as the surprise team for you so far this year. How about the Cleveland Cavaliers? Currently a half game ahead of the Wizards in the East at 16-12 and 12 and hosting the Miami Heat tonight. That's 4-5-6 in the East right now, Heat, Cavs, Wizards. Cavs lane five at home, 208 and a half. Yeah, I, I would agree that the Cleveland Cavaliers are a real surprise. But to me, they've gotten two things that have been a huge factor for this team. Mobley, I thought, was underrated coming out of the draft. I don't think people saw him play at SC and how good of a defender he is. And then when you also look at the fact that Allen is a good player who's playing his best so far in his career in terms of what he's been able to do. And then Darius Garland's really establishing himself. 
Numbers a little bit high for me to lay with the Cavaliers, but again, no Jimmy Buckets for the Miami Heat. They continue to have injury problems. Bam out of bio, out of the lineup as well for this Heat team. Uh, but you mentioned it, Cleveland really playing well. I, I would agree with you. They're right there for me in terms of a surprise team, but I think people underestimated how good Evan Mobley is. Tell me why I shouldn't lay three with the Warriors tonight in Indianapolis against the Pacers, total 213.5. You know, look, the, the reality of it is I don't think there's any reason you shouldn't. I mean, you, this is the game looking at the board I was going to bet. You know, sometimes you make certain plays based on certain numbers. You take a shot, and if it loses, it loses. And I think the Warriors are a play where you take a shot, and it's already gone up to three and a half now. Mm -hmm. And I think by the time we get to tip off, this game will probably be at four, maybe even a little bit higher than that. I just think Indiana right now is looking at Miles Turner wants to be traded. This team is going nowhere fast. I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do. They'll be competitive for a little while, but then at the end of the day, I think this Warriors team puts it together and gets the type of win that will get you a cover in this one. Saturday night, it might have gone under the radar, but a terrific college basketball game took place in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. The Crimson Tide came out victorious over Kelvin Sampson's Houston Cougars. I say Alabama is the best team in the SEC. Do you concur? I do, but that's not really going out on a limb that much. Well, Kentucky was, was ranked higher. It's all mind-fighting Irish to care. Yeah, yeah. Notre, Notre Dame held them to 62 Fair. points. And also, remember, the ACC and the SEC, there's two things yeah. that happened with the voters. They just blindly always put Kentucky <laughs> and Duke at the top because they don't even know what's going on. This team, and you look at what Davison and Shackelford can do for this backcourt for Alabama, it's unbelievable. And by the way, Houston is going to be a problem when we get to the postseason. Sasser is unbelievable. you got to give them a lot of credit the way they played in this game. I they think, were tough. I think Alabama's the Final Four team. I think both teams are Final Four contenders. Thanks to Coach Rob Mendez for being our guest today. Get his book, Who Says I Can't? The Astonishing Story of a Fearless Life. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 